and welcome to another episode of A Novel Evening. I'm Danny. you can find me over on Instagram as at Blotted Ink Books. And for this week's episode, I'm joined by the lovely Laura May of at Books on the X, and that's E-X-E, as in Exeter, where she's studying history and archaeology, so super cool very jealous. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely what I would want to be studying. And she has a bookstagram that is just chock full of amazing reviews. Uh, They're always really insightful, really well thought out. She's also just really, really lovely. Um, So if you're just looking for a damn good book account to follow, she is absolutely your girl. Go over, give her a little follow, and let's check out her novel evening. So a massive hello to Laura May. Hello. Hello, Danny. How are you? I am very well. How about you? I'm good. I, I was just thinking that this week has gone so quickly and everyone keeps asking me, what have I done this week? And I can't remember because I've just done so much and today is like that one day where I've done nothing. It's just the week has flown by. How about you? I feel How's very much week? the same. I feel like it should still be Monday. Yeah. <laughs> and I also don't understand how it's like, so far into April already like I swear the first of April was like yesterday yeah the year is like flying by like it's it really fast. is it's going so <laughs> it's going so so fast and like with Easter like looming as well I can't quite believe we're almost at Easter it's crazy mm-hmm. next week next week it's madness it's absolute madness will you be true because you're obviously in Exeter studying Yes, I am, yeah. So so I'm permanent here now. I mean, I moved oh. in 2018, so I became permanent. Permanent Exonian, as they call them, because um, I'm from the Midlands originally. Yeah. So I, but I've always had that kind of, like, love of Devon, because my family are from Barnstable. And oh, so okay, I used yeah. to come down in the summer holidays and spend, like, time in Exeter and every year. So I might as well have just lived here all my life. It's like a second home. Oh, it's a beautiful city as well. Exeter is one of my oh. absolute favourite places to go. It's not very far from me. And it's just a gorgeous city, isn't it? Yeah, it is gorgeous. And it's really, it's really small. It's like a small city, but it's got everything you need yeah. around it as well. Including two waterstones. And I want to know who came up with that yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happened. You know, it's interesting. I kind of forgot that we had two. And I was on the bus the other day. I was like, there's two waterstones. Why? <laughs> And they're both huge as well. They're both absolutely yeah. massive water stones. I mean, you can't. And one of them has them. like the lovely cafe, and then the other one is just full of books. It's just big. What it's more great. do you need, though? Like for sure. And I don't. I don't even know if there's any. I know there's the really old, uh, like ramshackle Tudor house that's like the free books or the donation books, yeah. mm-hmm. and I love going in there. The book. It's a book cycle shop. That's you the one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. That is. Because like I study history and archaeology, so it's like my thing. So it's like my two worlds are colliding. I love it. It's great. <laughs> so can I ask, with Bookstagram, did this kind of start off the back of you studying with your history and archaeology? Or is it something that was kind of like books kind of fed into that? What came first, the chicken or the egg, basically? Um, so this started, this started a long time ago. Um, this actually was something that I was thinking about pretty much since like 2014 um yeah you laugh about it but (laughs) like it's surprising so so I actually did my I'm really greedy this is like my third degree that I'm studying wow because I love studying um 
my first degree was in English literature and creative writing in yeah. Birmingham um, and that's where it started so I was doing a lot of creative writing and I thought I'm going to come out of this I'm going to be an author I'm going to write um, and I was talking to a lot of my writer friends at the time and they were talking about how people like review books and you get free arc copies and you know it sort of helps you in your career if you want to be a writer and I thought well I'm going to do that and then Instagram came along and I thought well that's something I might do but then life got in the way I decided to become a teacher instead of a writer so I spent like five years reading books to children <laughs> and teaching them to unpick them and analyze them and life got in the way and I completely forgot about it my writing just fell to the side um and then one comment came back actually like when I when I came to Exeter and started studying again I had a bit more time on my hands one comment from when I was studying my creative writing degree popped in my head and it was one of my lecturers he was like I wrote a short um novel um it's a historical fiction novel actually it's like a short story um and he was like you should turn it into a novel mm-hmm. and that comment just it just popped into my head one day randomly I don't remember when it did it just did um and and at Exeter, they're really good at offering like short courses on things. And they had um, some talks with Tandem and they were talking about Bookstagram. And I thought, I'm going to do that. And then I got COVID <laughs> oh, in 2021. Um, and then that turned into long COVID. And I thought, well, you know what? I've got loads of time on my hands now because I've got loads of time to sit and recover. Um, and that's how it started. I thought, you know what? I'm going to join Bookstagram. I'm going to do it. Um, so yeah, that's how it started. I, it kind of, it kind of just started as I'm going to take a picture with a stack of books and like loads of plants, um, <laughs> and then it became a big thing where I was talking to writers and readers and even like yourself, you know, doing like the tandem read-alongs. Um, and I started writing again, so I'm now writing a novel and on the side. And it's just, it's just a really good community. Like you know yourself, it's such a good community to be part of. Oh, it's fantastic. And very much like you, it has fueled me to write again. Um, After having my kids that are kind of gone by the wayside a bit and kind of Uh inspires you, it motivates you when you see all these authors, uh, you know, debut authors, indie authors, you know, the big names, you think, maybe I could do this. Oh, definitely. And I think it's a good platform to to bounce ideas off and um, experiment and even, even the readers themselves so some of the readers that have come across have become good friends and they they don't write they don't want to write they just want to read and they'll, they'll offer like oh I'll read a chapter once you're finished like pass it on and I'll read it and so it's, it's just a really it's such a nice community I like I've never met such a nice community on social media at all we all say this like it's not perfect (laughs) by any means because no one is nothing is but it's pretty much as close as you can get on social media Uh Mm -hmm. so what are you writing oh I'm writing (laughs) don't say too much (laughs) I'm writing like a gothic historical fantasy oh nice what about you what are you working on so well it, it started as a kind of young adult fiction Okay. And it's kind of deviated into fantasy now. Mm. So I, I like to experiment a lot with stuff. So I've only written like five chapters and it's just changing all the time. Oh, I love so yeah, it's, it's, it's turned into like a fantasy fiction. It's Ooh. semi-autobiographical, but I've fictionalised it so much now that 
you don't really know if you knew me really well <laughs> oh I want to have a read definitely uh um, we'll we'll have to um yeah we definitely yeah. will <laughs> okay so I'm trying to figure out simultaneously what your evening is going to be like mm. because I honestly have no idea what to expect with you um <laughs> at all and I say some people I can kind of guess a bit and be like yeah they're gonna do historical fiction or it's gonna be classics I don't know with you at all so I'm excited it's gonna be a surprise (laughs) Mm. so should we start with where are we going okay so I um this one was tricky because I have such a vivid imagination that I went through four or five different scenarios so I was thinking oh it'd be nice to have loads of people around the log fire and like parties and talking and drinking and then and then my mind went to like Tolkien and like Rivendell and Middle Earth and I thought that's stereotypical like I bet someone's done that already and then I thought this is gonna you'll probably laugh about this because you're based in Devon (laughs) so the weekend (laughs) I went to Plymouth for the first time as an adult I've only been to Plymouth once when I was a kid I was about 10 I went to Drake Circus which is like a shopping mall yeah um mall that's very American isn't it shopping complex (laughs) Um, and yeah, so I, I went to Plymouth to stay with my friend um, the weekend and she lives near the docks and she was like, I was asking her loads of questions like, what's that, what's that, what's this? Um, and I saw Drake's Island in the distance and I was like, what is that? And she was telling me about Drake's Island. It's like this tiny island. I don't know if you know it. I'm not familiar. I'm, is it, it's not a tidal oh. island, is it? It's not one of the tidal ones you can walk out to. No, 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 it's like isolated. It's like mm. island. Um, and I was like, just kept asking, like every single day. I was there for like three days and I just kept asking more about it. I was like, I want to know more. She's like, I don't know a lot, but it used to be owned by a millionaire. Um, and then, yeah, no one really knows what happens on there. And it just started this like thing in me where I just started thinking what's happening on the island. And I came up with this like, controversy like conspiracy that like the millionaire is still there but it's got like this old prison vibe because there's this building on there that looks almost it almost reminds me of like Plymouth Alcatraz <laughs> okay oh how do I not know um, this island and I was thinking it could be like for the for the evening it could be like you know the millionaire's island and he lives on like this old prison turned into a mansion um and it's kind of got like a great Gatsby theme but Plymouth. Gatsby <laughs> would have absolutely loved Plymouth. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. That would right up his street. I mean, let's face it. In Devon, we know how to have a good time. We know how to have a party. Uh, so we're going for a great Gatsby-themed Plymouth party on an island with a prison slash mansion. Yeah, and I was thinking there might be, might even be like some underwater like tunnels, some access take it Ooh. to the mainland so you can sneak all the people in that you want they're like James Bond like some cars underground you know that sort of thing I love how big <laughs> this has gotten in your brain this is like like Agatha Christie meets James Bond exactly this is what I was thinking <laughs> I've, I've, I've already like right on the side because I have like um I have like on my um laptop I have all these different story ideas and I've wrote it down already as a story idea like in the distance I'll work on in the future Love it. Okay, okay. So we're going That's to head going. To our, <laughs> we're gonna head to our millionaire's mansion <laughs> by under underwater boat, car, however we're traveling in. 
So who was the first guest that you've invited to this soiree? So there's going to be loads of guests, but I'm, I've narrowed it down to four. That oh, are that's, like the very, that's very restrained. I mean, it's, it's going to be really big, so I can't, I can't, because it's secret, you know, I can't tell like everyone about who's going to be there, but just the four main ones that I really want there. These are the ones like, you're going to use to tempt on. the others. This is what you're going to be like, this yeah. person is coming. This is what you use to bait the others. I like this. Yeah. It's almost like we'll have a private party, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know. Um, so my first one is Mayor Angelou, because she's my favourite writer. Oh, wow. Um, so I've, I've always been inspired by her since I was like 16, 17. Um, and I know she, she writes a lot about sort of the Black African-American struggle. Um, in the 60s and onwards and all and to be honest like the majority of her life she talks about it and I can't understand what that's like I can empathize and stand against racism but in terms of why I'd invite her is because I just love her like she is so inspirational to me I kind of got the she writes a lot about the struggle of women yeah and I mean you know being a white woman the struggle is very different to being a black woman but she's there's something about it when I read it and I was only 16 when I started reading her stuff her stuff I just I just saw the struggle of how it was to be a woman in a man's world yeah and she also soothed me at the same time so she wrote about so many horrific things but it was almost like she has this really soothing narrative at the same time and it just captivated me so I feel like she'd be really good at the part to like if anyone got too drunk or it got a bit rowdy she could really soothe them you know and then she'd be a great storyteller as well oh my goodness absolutely I, think I mean you need a storyteller every morning oh you do you do and I think she has such a like a beautiful lyrical way of writing that mm. people are gonna sit and listen and you want a little mellow exactly. time at a party don't you you need a little you do yeah and her poetry is just astounding like some of the poems that, have, that she's produced yeah, oh, I, I cried okay. when she died. I, I was really like heartbroken. Because, yeah, oh, do you know amazing. what? It's amazing when you really connect on that level with an author, with a poet, and they just connect to something within you. And I think that's the power of literature. Mm -hmm. Different, completely different backgrounds, completely different people. But if you are completely moved by their words, it's amazing. Definitely. So, so you great. actually should invite her. She'd be like the first one there. She'd be like ready for everybody. And then I was going to go to Tolkien. He has to be there. I'm sorry. Oh. He's got to be there because I've got to unpick, him, unpick his brain and be like, how did you create that world, dude? He's <laughs> so outrageously clever. Like, I can't even. Yeah. It's there's, the languages. No it's it yeah. just, how do you create that many act, you know, languages that people can be fluent in? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Crazy. It's just, it's just one of those. It, I just, I would love to just sit next to him and just talk to him all night about how he created what he did, the languages, the world, just, yeah, it's just one of those. I can see him being, it's almost like an activity, isn't it? Like, go and learn to speak Elvish at the party. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't get over how, like, how layered his world is. Like, mm, like the mm. actual history of it is so in-depth. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like, how did he sit there and go, right, um, it's almost like, you know, it's all the different books he wrote as well, like the Cimmeridia, like the, it's like the Bible of like Tolkien's world. And when I, I've read it twice now, because I had to read it twice to really understand it. Yeah. 
um, and I could probably read it for a third time um, to try and understand it, but it's just, it, it's just immense, his brain power. Just... It's outrageous, it's outrageous. And I, yeah, I just wanna just sit and just be like, tell me everything, I want to absorb all of it. Mm. I'd also like to know yeah, what he thinks of the uh, film adaptations. I'd like to ask him that question. Mm, that's a good question. That would be mm. a good topic starter, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Okay, mm -hmm. so you've got you've got these guys have turned up. Who is next? Who's going to arrive? The next one is Robin Lucas. So she is an American author. I just discovered her last year. Okay. Um, and she's such a good storyteller. Like the way she tells the stories, like she can tell a story even if it's quite an emotive story, but with humour. What I find, genre is she? What does she tend to write? She she writes fiction, um, and it's a, the, the one book that she's written is about domestic abuse. So it, is a, it is a little bit serious, but yeah. um, it's the way she does it, there's still humour and light and love, and it's just amazing. Oh. So I feel, and she's quite, she, she's quite young and, you know, she's got that youth, she's got a youthful way of writing, which I think, you know, she'd bring the light to the party. You always need a youthful person. You do. I love that. I've not heard of her work. Um, I'll absolutely be checking her out. Um, yes, Paper Doll Leona is a book that I, I read. So so that it's about like domestic abuse and she was a, a survivor of that. And wow. her character who she writes as um, called Lena Henry, she got, she's in a, an abusive relationship and yeah it's kind of something that I was in and I didn't realize and it's one of those books that I sat there last year and I was reading and I couldn't put it down because it made me realize something about my own personal relationship with someone wow so it was it was really intense but at the same time I was like crying but laughing at the same time oh I and that's on a book that was that. yeah it's mm -hmm. like when a book you can literally pick a book up and be sobbing one minute and be laughing the next that is that's powerful writing skill and I think it's a skill you can apply to a party a for sure party. definitely for sure okay so who is your fourth guest who's the last one that we're allowed to know? Right, my last guest now I think this guy people under he's very hugely underrated and people don't talk about him enough hmm. but um he's from Captain Cray's Mandolin by okay. Louis de Bernier if you ever have read that book I have not <laughs> so it's a fiction um and the character is called Dr. Iannis. And I'm so sorry if everyone is really good at Greek pronunciation. I'm not. <laughs> apologies if any Greek listeners out there are like going, you said it wrong. <laughs> I apologize. Um, but yeah, so Dr. Iannis, he is the, the father of the protagonist, Pelagia. Um, right. And so he's this doctor on the island of Catalonia, which is like a small island in Greece. Yep. And it's set in World War II. Um, so the Italians have invaded Greece um, and he's got a little hobby he's like a historian he's trying to write this history of Catalonia so I'm like oh I was gonna say here's the, I was waiting for yeah. it I was waiting for the, like why is she yeah. on this dude <laughs> there it is um, but the good thing about him is like he reminds me of almost like a love doctor because he has so much good advice so there's a really good passage from Captain Cray's Mandolin and it's it's one of these that you know those quotes that are kind of stuck in frames and you can buy them for cheap? Yeah. And it's just like, it's like transcended the book. <laughs> it's a quote about how love is like, love erupts like volcanoes um, and how 
you know, you can be passionate and be all consumed and in, like be in this intense love. But at the end of it, when you come away from that, like the roots of the two people that are in love have to intertwine and it's what's left. Mm. And it's so beautiful. And it's something that's always stuck with me throughout life. And I thought he could be the perfect love doctor at the party, giving advice to people about love. Yeah. So he could be in the corner and people just go up to him and like, right, tell me, tell me about like your, your love life. And like, <laughs> you know, there's going to be some lovers tiffs at a party of this scale, right? There's going to be some Especially, drama. I was, I was thinking if like James Bond is there, I mean, he's going to have multiple lovers. So he definitely needs some advice. Well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think you know, I like you've got good reasons for each oh, of yeah. these people. And obviously there's going to be more showing up, but the four you've got, they're strong choices. Is there anyone that you really don't want winding their way oh. through channels to the uh, island? Yeah, so there's there's three choices, actually. Um, so the first one is, well, it's, it's kind of a bunch of people, but um, so the commanders, all the commanders from A Handmaid's Tale, so Margaret Atwood, yeah. None of those, none of those guys, they're not allowed. They are not allowed um, at parties. They we're, not, are, we're not having yeah. any of them there because they just stopped the party. <laughs> well, of course they would. They'd be like, women? Drinking? And, be like, and then they'll be like, just trying to like, just do horrible, obscene things. And yeah, being no, with the I was them. like, no, 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 no. Not having them then. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this one, I mean, if, are you, are you a Jane Eyre fan or have you read Jane Eyre? So I have read Jane Eyre. One of my very, very good friends is... I would call her a Jane Eyre enthusiast slash oh. obsessive. Um, so I read it with her for the first time. I had feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who are you not inviting from Jane Eyre? <laughs> so I kind of love the character, but there's just part of me that wouldn't invite him to the party. So Rochester. <gasps> oh, it's a bold choice. Yeah. But I get it. He's not really a party guy. You know what? I love him. I love his broodiness in a way. It's quite attractive. Mm. And I think he does, like, him and Jane love each other quite clearly. It's an intense love. But it's the bit when she's standing at the altar and she doesn't know anything about his secret wife. It breaks my heart. And I just, I just, every time I read the novel or I see an adaptation, I'm like, no, like, Jane, you poor thing. I just can't, I just can't excuse it. Okay. No, it is. It is bad. Just, it is very bad. I just feel like if he came to the party, and he had conversations with people, we wouldn't know what truth he was dealing us. And then he'd be off, you know, secretly doing other things, and we just have to keep an eye on him all the time. And you wouldn't know like what guests he brought in and where he was hiding them. <laughs> yeah, and he'd mention the wife in the attic, and we'd have to step in and say something. It's just exactly, it just wouldn't. Yeah, I. We, we don't need to be doing that at the party. We want to be no. having fun, like you want to relax. chaperoning and monitoring yeah. people. <laughs> We've got no time for Rochester and his nonsense. Okay, who is the last non non welcome guest? The last one. I'm gonna. I might get like some hatred for this Ooh, one. Nice. I have in the past actually, especially because one doing an English degree, and then two, I've met a lot of like English degree enthusiast for Virginia Woolf like Virginia Woolf fan club people okay um, okay and I've had a lot of comments <laughs> thrown my way about this but I don't care I'm not I'm gonna just voice it Virginia Woolf 
I'm sorry. I just have this passionate, I shouldn't say hatred for her, but just hatred of her work. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what? I think that, you know, when you get Virginia Woolf and you get these really beloved Brontes, when you get these really beloved you know, Austin and people are obsessed with them and love their work, people can get a little precious. But also, oh, it's okay not to like, I'm not a classics fan. I have read no Virginia Woolf. I don't intend to. (laughs) I don't think she'd be my bag. I think as a person, fascinating. I want to watch The Hours. Great. Um, But also at a party, again, she's not really a party person, is she? She No, it is. The story behind it is that the second year of my English literature degree, we had to read to the lighthouse. And obviously it's stream of consciousness. So are you aware of like what that is? Some people are, some people aren't. It's been a while. Please refresh so, me. But for everybody out there who doesn't know what it is, stream of consciousness is pretty much just the narrative of what the person is thinking. Yeah. So you get, you can go from, you know, a really sad event, so someone is dying, to, oh, actually, I'm quite hungry right now, and the sun is coming out, but that person's dying. And, and it's just too much. There's no story. And the punctuation is everywhere, all over the shop. Oh. You've got semicolons and dashes everywhere. And... It's the ex-English teacher in me. It just throws me off. So, yeah, so in my second year, I was reading to The Lighthouse, and it's a short novella. It's really short. And it took me, I think it was two weeks to read 15 pages because I hated it that much. It was just such an intense hatred of I do not want to read this anymore to the point where I got into into one of the lectures where we were analysing and discussing it. And I said to my lecturer, I said, I haven't finished it. He's like, why not? I was like, because it's utter rubbish. I said, (laughs) I just... It is rubbish. I said, I don't want to know what she's thinking. I want to know what the story is. What's the plot? What yeah. is happening? Not what she, you know, is thinking about the wind or the window or this or that. And I just, yeah. It's I just awkward like, as well. She came to a party yeah. and really hated it. You don't want to have that conversation. She'll be, she'd be in the corner just talking about, oh, there's like a, there's a millionaire over there. Oh, hang on. Those drapes look a little bit shabby. Oh, where's the, you know, is she just be muttering to herself? We don't want that. We don't want these vibes <laughs> at this millionaire's prison mansion with fireworks yeah. and, you know, champagne popping. You don't want that. She'll probably be like, you know, muttering to herself and then going pop. Oh, boom. Pop there, making weird noises. I just, know. <laughs> So no Virginia Woolf, no Commanders from the Handmaid's Tale, no Rochester. I think that's very fair. Sorry. Sorry for all those people out there. I'm waiting for like a Virginia Woolf like fan mail, like a hate mail. You do not understand the genius of Virginia Woolf. (laughs) Neither do I. So you're not alone. I don't don't want to though. It's okay. (laughs) I don't want to know. I'm fine. Thank you. You do you. (laughs) She's banned from the party. She's banned. She's not she's allowed. Banned. She's not allowed to come under the underground tunnels. She's not allowed to meet James Bond. Although James Bond is like welcome to have her if he wants. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure she's James Bond's bag, if I'm honest with you. But I, I very I'm much like not. the vibes that you've gone for. I think this is a lot of fun. Um, I like that you've got a you've made up your own location with its own backstory. I'm here I mean, it's a, it's a real location, but who knows what goes on on the island? Like, I'll I've yet to do research. I, I'm actually, like, going to dedicate a weekend researching this island. 
in Plymouth. <laughs> Maybe we'll go and hire a boat. We'll go. I'm only like 45 minutes from Plymouth. We'll go. We'll hire a boat. We'll just there go. I can't steer a boat, but we'll figure it out. And we can just go on a little recce. You know, I actually said to my friend, I was like, can we get a boat over there? I really want to find out. I also have this feeling like the MOD might, oh, I shouldn't say this. I mean, <laughs> might be listening. But... <laughs> I'm going to get letters now. I have like this idea that maybe maybe they own the land as well so maybe the millionaire is like you know maybe he is James Bond maybe James Bond owns it maybe well Mm -hmm. this is we can record this we're gonna have to do a separate podcast that's just us attempting to get on this island possibly being arrested what could go wrong And before you go, I ask everybody who comes on about their current read. I'm going to guess it's not Virginia Woolf. So what are you currently oh, no, no. reading? <laughs> um, so normally I'm like a one book kind of girl. I don't dabble in like multiple books, but it's just happened that like the past few months, I've not read at all. So all these books have come at once because I do a lot of book tours. Um, and interestingly, they're all historical fiction oh. that I'm reading. Um, so... So at the moment, I'm dabbling with like three books. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so the one that I've been reading on and off since February is called Seven Hills by Julian Barr. And that's um, classical historical fiction. So it's about like the Greeks and the gods and it's all oh. about how Olympus will burn down. And it's a lot of war and it's gory and it's not really, it's not really my sort of thing if I'm honest, because I'm more, so like my specialism is like medieval and a bit more modern history. Okay. Um, but I thought I'll give it a go because I'm trying this year to just give things a go that I wouldn't normally. Um, I love it, so get really, out your comfort zone. It, to be honest, it's not too bad. And there's like, there's some really, it's really good how it's been written. So you get into the heads of people when they're like in that, moment where they're clashing war um and you get that narrative of how they're going for it they're they're fighting because it's their duty but they don't want to and it's that emotive almost pacifist within them that wants to not fight um which is interesting the gory bit is a bit like okay eh. you can kind of reminds me can't you you can get skip over that (laughs) it reminds me very much of if you played Assassin's Creed um yep. for any gamers out there um so Odyssey it's very much oh I'm like that, that. Is my top games of all time yeah Odyssey so is great Cassandra is my favorite she is so me she is my favorite character in that game so it's very much you do get that Odyssey vibe with it okay. um and then the other two books I'm I started today um so I'm kind of very new to them and I started them for the book tours is the first one is Forever Past by Marty Ambrose. Um, that's a historical mystery. So that's set in Italy in 1873. And it's about this woman who's on a quest to try and find out more about her daughter who was conceived by Lord Byron. And there's like this mystery around it all, um, which I thought was really interesting, being one of the romantic poets. It gives yeah. a nice spin on things. And then the other one is... The Lost Boy of Bologna by Francesca Scanacapra. Um, and that is in Italy as well, but it's, I think it, 1929, so it's a bit more modern. And it's oh, about okay. a baby boy that's abandoned um, called Rinaldo. And he then meets this other orphan, um, this girl 
and they form this really close bond and then as the years pass they grow apart and then it's all about you know that lost love and finding it again and so so yeah so that I'm kind of like dabbling in all of them at the moment Mm, Um, you know yeah so that so I'm putting seven hills on the back burner for a little bit um because obviously the book tours are coming up so forever past um the one the Lord Byron one that's coming up the book tour starts on Monday um so I'll be reviewing that in a couple of weeks and then the last boy of Bologna that book that book tour has already begun but I'm reviewing that in a couple of weeks as well so they're kind of all coming at once which is good very good it's very good very cool so if anyone's not following you and wants to check out these reviews you are at books on the x yes that's me yes so <laughs> go over give uh, laura may a follow and you can check out these reviews of these three books once she's finished them and thank you so so much for coming on this has been an absolute well, joy thank you for having me it's been really good i think it's really nice how like we met through the tandem read along and then it's just yes bookstagram yeah. is just great real life meet up next that's the plan yeah i think i think we should go to drake's island on the boat i think that's the, the plan and we'll soon be friends if we get arrested for doing that oh definitely we'll be in the jail cell planning the next <laughs> the next, the, the next <laughs> break into the island like Absolutely. it will have to be done it's probably going to be highly guarded it's got to be or it's going to be really boring mate it's going to be like a squirrel reserve or something we're going to literally go in it's going to be like protecting newts or something we'll be like pelicans or otters or (laughs) hey people and devon love otters don't they we do love an otter so it could be thank you so so much no thank you it's been a pleasure you have a good evening and you Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 